Yeah, you do. You know what loneliness is like. Let's go. Pray. Why well, I gotta pray? I prayed for the first, but what do you mean? So, and I just prayed on Zoom. So, so can you pray too much? Pray. For <laughs> sharing, share, share. I do share. Ready, set. See now, I hear all your mouth sounds. You know all that. Stop. Stop. Oh, Do you know how annoying that is to edit out? But you sent me all these um sm- what what they call it S A S. But they're eating food though. They're not just snacking their empty mouth. Stop. <laughs> I'm like, how she enjoys listening to these videos and then she says she hate when we smack our mouths. I'm like, how? I don't get it. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being with us this far throughout the day and for giving us good Bible study time and just to check in with people from Breach. Um, We ask that you would be with us on this podcast episode like you were with us through the first one that we recorded today. And I just pray that your spirit would come give us the words to say, Lord, and give us the right mindset to give testimony of how good you are and just thank you for everything you've done for us and for your love and kindness in jesus name amen okay where are we gonna start hi guys welcome back to our podcast unmuted what's your name my name is sam and i'm destiny and we're so happy that you're joining um, us today and we're excited about this podcast and we're hoping that you're encouraged by it and if this is your first time joining us we hope it won't be your last and we invite you to subscribe and share and like and comment and feel free to reach out to us anytime you like to or have questions or Yes, <laughs> just reach out to us Yeah, um, if you want to. That's fine. We're looking forward to all the reviews and the comments and for you sharing. We're you looking know. forward to engaging with you. Yes. <laughs> all, right, all right, so let's jump right into it. This episode is we're going to focus on loneliness. Um I don't know, solitude, aloneness in general, just solitary existence. Yeah. And try to touch on all facets of that and not just, you know, I don't know. We're trying to look at it from every angle and not just one solitary angle. Right. Like, like we, like, is usually expressed. Right. Because um, 
I think this was inspired due to the whole Corona virus. Yeah. Um, to to an extent, at least. Um, but this us discussing the coronavirus prompted us more um towards doing this loneliness um podcast or this loneliness topic because we know that for some being in isolation they're be they're by themselves it's not Mm -hmm. with family (laughs) they are alone in their apartments or their homes or wherever they may be by themselves i bet people really going crazy who have them big houses and they're in it alone yeah man because now now you're not really interacting with anyone you know maybe just your computer when you go on to the live streams but you know no social no social no physical interaction interaction with um anyone so um let's talk about it loneliness (laughs) (laughs) or isolation yeah which one are we starting with isolation okay or loneliness aren't they just go in not always but because what is it what does it mean to isolate yourself well all right so yeah let's take it from isolation then um isolating yourself meaning you're withdrawn um, you have pretty much taken yourself away from people, things, just just being by yourself and not wanting to. Are you? I wouldn't say not wanting to, but it's it's like you're pretty much shut down now. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to talk to nobody. You don't wanna. You don't want nobody to talk to you. You know whatever the case may be. But um, I don't know. What am I saying about isolation? We have, we both have experiences with isolation, Mm -hmm. even recent experiences of at least trying to isolate. Um, In general, isolation isn't a good thing. Um, What do they do to prisoners when they, when they can't interact with the rest of the population correctly or if they do something bad they put them in isolation right by themselves Mm -hmm. for us um i know if we're in our heads and experiencing negative emotions our first instincts are usually to isolate yeah to just stay by ourselves not wanting to talk to nobody, as I said, not wanting to hear from anybody, you know, you we're just pretty much in our own bubble, um, dealing with our emotions, saying let's let's deal with it by ourselves. We don't need um anyone else experiencing the emotions that we're experiencing, mm-hmm. or for them to even know that we're experiencing yeah. these emotions, you know. So, what really is the driving factor behind that kind of isolation? Um, the enemy that's what you're referring to no I'm just asking you a question what Um, what's the driving force behind us wanting to isolate yeah, ourselves yeah what causes us to want to isolate ourselves when we're experiencing something negative most times when we think about um, or when I think about isolating myself 
it's usually because of the negative thoughts that mm-hmm. come that comes with it, which the negative thoughts it may may not have to do with anything that's happening. It could be far from the truth. Like there are lies that I feed myself pretty much. So why is that why is that natural though to us? Natural to isolate ourselves. Yeah. So where do you think the inclination comes from in yourself to isolate when something when you're experiencing something negative? Well, for me, pretty much growing up, um, let's just say I was forced to grow up. Um, my mom had to leave, you know, early. This is a hard topic for me, to be honest, now that we're talking about it, because I have to revisit these things, you know, have to really think about it or really mm-hmm. be unmuted <laughs> <laughs> about, you know, these things. But... We we have committed ourselves to be unmuted, so here I am. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. You're just talking to me. You're not talking to them. I am talking to them. We're we're putting it this we're putting this out there. You're just talking to me, bro. But um as I said, you know, I was forced to grow up because I didn't grow up with a father and um my mom had to leave me at an early age, maybe when I was in grade three. So I was around nine, eight or nine. Yeah, around that age, um, that age group there. And, you know, she had to leave me pretty early. And in those moments, I there was really some level of understanding as to why she had to leave, you know. So I was with my, I was living with my grandparents, which they were always, they were always around too, even when my mother was there. So it wasn't, uh, I didn't feel like a drastic change yet in the first half. Mm -hmm. But um, as I said, I was forced to grow up. I was, I had to do, um, I had to start washing my clothes more, um, ironing my clothes, doing all those things, starting to cook, you know, all those things that I never used to have to do before, you know, before she left. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's like I was taught to be tough then. I don't know if anybody taught me directly to be tough or taught me directly not to share how I feel about things or when um I don't know where it come from honestly I can't I can't pinpoint um a def a, a definite stage or you know so so you associate um isolation with toughness yeah hmm. in a sense if I don't know if that even makes sense no, but it does it it's like I don't want others to see how I'm feeling or mm-hmm. if I'm sad or whatever, if I'm crying, I, I didn't like to cry in front of anybody. Uh, you know, I would rather to go go to my room and cry about it. You know, just not let anyone see that what I'm crying. Did you, what did you think would happen if somebody did see you having emotions? No, then, you know, we say, yes, poor baby. Yeah, you know, we call, <laughs> call it like that, like, you know, are you an idiot? Where you cry for? Where you holler for? Those mm-hmm. are kind of like the terms we'll use um, 
in our you know in our Jamaican terms. But as I said, I can't really pinpoint where where um isolation came up for me during those beginning stages of my life. Did you feel like you could be emotional when your mom was there? Or at least have more emotions than you did after she left? Yeah, I think because, yeah, I think when she was there, I had, yeah, I could have shown my emotions more because I had a defender. Mm-hmm. You get you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I had that backative. So that uh, that makes sense. That actually makes a lot of sense because you felt like you lost that security. That, yeah, and even though I didn't, is now that we're talking about it, I'm. I guess I'm understanding, but I didn't see it in that light mm-hmm. back then. I never had that form of understanding back then, or what you know what's really happening. Mm-hmm. But as I said, I was forced to grow up. I was. Um, you know, I started taking care of my smaller cousins too when they do come around and help out more with the chores and, you know, and stuff like that. Cause I was living with my grandparents and, you know, everywhere my grandmother went, she would take me and stuff like that. So if we're going to the market, I would have to take the market bags, you know, all those little stuff. So I was forced to be strong per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um... And I think, too, it's really being secretive, um, not telling people what's going on, not talking about anything at all. <laughs> I think that, too, um, can probably tie in with my isolation or, you know. Or so, so did your mom leaving make you secretive, too? Or were you before... That I can't tell honestly. Mm-hmm. I can't necessarily tell right now if I was secretive before my mother or if I was secretive after my mother left. I can't tell because most of my secretive time, I think it was probably more shown during my teenage years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's natural. Yeah, so <laughs> I think it was more shown during that time, and it wasn't. And honestly, it wasn't just secretive about. Um, the things that I had going on are not going on. It was secretive about other people too. Like, yeah, I remember my cousin. I remember um, something came up when she was crying, and I knew what what she was crying about. And everybody, everyone was asking me why she was crying, and I wouldn't tell anybody why she was crying. And you know, they were like, "Everything is secret. You 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 secretive over." What you know? I mean, is that really <laughs> your business to tell? <laughs> Why somebody else is crying. But, you know, you didn't see those things as anything back then. But you know you can see where the trend or, you know, started happening. So, yeah. yeah. So it was really just, um, I think, for my isolation, it's just being strong. So you have to... So you have to hide your your perceived weakness yeah. in isolation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or if I cry, I cry when no one is around. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to really be seen crying. Although I'm a crybaby too, I think a lot you of times are. more often than that they do <laughs> see me cry. So, ooh. 
they do see me cry because if you're about to come and give me a whooping, I'll be crying and bawling before I ever get one. (laughs) So, you know, cases like that. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) what? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why she's laughing at me. Um, so then how does that translate into your adult life now? Like you still feel like you have to isolate. Yeah. And I think it came, it came on even more strong. Like, I don't know. You know, we used to watch the Cinderella Mm -hmm. movie, right? Yeah. And for some reason, I started thinking that I'm a Cinderella. Cinderella in terms of I had to do everything. And, um, you know, like, I am just by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have my it's mom. It's just all up to you. Yeah, I don't have my mom. I don't have my dad. And then my grandparents, they ended up um, migrating, like, really, like, full-time to the U.S. So I was like, it's just me. I felt like... From your immediate support that you were used to. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this was the truth. This or this was my reality. But these are the things that were projected in my head. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, um, to me, I just felt like Cinderella. I felt sad a more often than not even though I never used to show it because I always wear a smile because I never wanted people to ask me what was wrong or you know so Mm -hmm. I always wore my smile um it's just that stuff like you'll hear people talking about their stories with their mom their stories with their dad and you're like I don't have I don't have that I don't Mm -hmm. know what they're talking about or some people say my mom said you used to drink off like 10 ounces of, of milk or, you know, some experiences that they had from they were um, babies and their parents used to tell them that's what their parents tell them that's what they used to do or mm-hmm. not do. I never had that. You know, I, I'm, I wasn't too sure what I used to do or not do <laughs> when I was growing up, yeah. you know, during those during those times. Um so, yeah, I think it it became more prominent, um, mm-hmm. you know, isolating myself, especially after going to university and stuff. I think it became more prominent. I didn't have like a lot of friends like that, mm-hmm. you know, um, I just had few friends. And like for me, um, I used to beg people to be my friend. <laughs> really yeah mm-hmm. in my teen in my high school years i used to beg people to be my fr- i remember even writing a letter to this girl once to be my friend you know um i was like a rebel per se like what's the word i was like a rebel my grades weren't all that, especially the high school that I was going to. It was like a top of top of class high school. I'm coming last in the class or second to last with like a 70 odd average. So you can just imagine the standard that is, you know. I mean, you were average. <laughs> no, but the, <laughs> the average in comparison to the average that's at the school, mm-hmm. that's like really low. 
You know what I mean? Because it's a high, it's a um high performance. Yeah, it's a high performance um high school. So it's all those little things makes then you weren't looking into those things. I know, but those little things actually help with what was going on in my head or and enable the stories that I tell myself in my head um, that no one wants me around. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough, mm-hmm. you know, and I retreat to being sad. Then I wasn't always slim. So I'm fat. <laughs> I'm not looking. <laughs> you get you get what I'm saying? Those things. Um, and even too, like I wouldn't go out. Sometimes I wouldn't go out like my family would be going out and I would not go anywhere. I would just mm-hmm. stay in the house and just be by myself. For for clarity, um, so after your grandparents left, who were you with? Oh, um, I was with my cousin, but those older cousins that are like your aunt. Mm-hmm. So I was with my aunt. So I was living close to school now. My first year of high school, I was in boarding. Um, and they left in between that time. Okay. So I became, I was going to go back to boarding in like eighth grade, but because I was living where I was staying with them, they were close. So they were like, hey, you don't have to go back to boarding you mm-hmm. can um you can stay there you can uh, you can yeah. stay there and just go to school daily and hey i was happy because who who really wants to go back into boarding you know some people like it yeah <laughs> but yeah. you know well this was an interesting turn <laughs> what well like this whole your story and everything because this wasn't planned the okay. same what we wrote down let's scratch it no out. no this is good this is good there are other people out there like you and who feel like you do and who have felt like you do and they need to know that there is hope but yeah yes so then how do you feel about everything now like how does isolation creep up into into your life and your relationships now? Um, in my adult life, I I still I still isolated myself, but it it wasn't it wasn't a whole lot like I I would um I used to do, you know um. These days I would like get up, dress up and go out. You never get me dress up and go. You you never see me like in sleeveless. I started wearing sleeveless, you know, just those little things. Um you know stuff like that. So I started putting myself more out there. Um Yes, isolation it it's still comes up there's still times when the negative emotions come and i i just i just say let me be by myself let me deal with it when i deal with it i'll come back mm-hmm. you know when when i get over how i'm feeling i'll come back 
I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to. I don't want to project my emotions or my negative emotions onto you. Or you know those those little stuff. They come up and I'll say, "Let me stay by myself." Yeah, and yeah, but isolation that that's how it that's how it um plays out for me mm-hmm. when the negative emotions come. Yeah, we've I'm talked like, about it several times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have. Um, I think it's probably one of the biggest challenges we've we one of the biggest challenges we have in our friendship, as it regard in regards to me at least and mm-hmm. me isolating myself and not wanting to talk about how I feel. Remember I mentioned about that emotional will that she normally sends to me and I pretty much my whole file is filled with emotion wheels. <laughs> I haven't sent you a wheel in months. You know what that's what I'm saying, but like um the first part of our friendship and whatever she used to send me that emotion wheel a lot because with me when I'm upset and stuff I don't talk I really just cry crying to my pillow or when I'm showering you know stuff like that I don't I don't really I don't talk about how I feel and talking about how I feel Mm -hmm. is hard work for me Mm -hmm. yeah I mean if we're gonna really be unmuted and real we just had a thing last night where I said something really that she did. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Because I said something or I, I used a tone that she didn't like. And I didn't really think nothing of it. But it upset her. And so she didn't, she didn't tell me. And then I don't know. Why are we bringing this out? You're going to take this out of the podcast. No, I'm not. Yes. Because it's not, it's a thing. It's recurring. So I could take from any of the, any of the, of the times that it's happened. I mean, any time that you're upset, specifically when you're upset with me, you don't want to talk about it. Or you'll be like, it's nothing. And you, no, the thing that gets me, you'll like mention it, like mention the thing that bothered you. And then you'll be like, oh, it's nothing. We're not going to talk about it. Then why you mentioned it? <laughs> you okay, so I won't mention it. it then. No. So of, no, I won't mention it. No, okay? stop that. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what I mean. You um. know how much that gets under my skin when you don't tell me if you're upset with me specifically, especially because communication. Yeah. Contributes to healthy friendships. That is true. And, and that's what I said. These are the challenges, especially with me because talking about stuff, it's not an easy thing for me well has has being friends with me helped you with that at all it has and she knows that it has helped me um a whole lot that yes there are days when i are there are times as she would say is like pulling teeth um that's the phrase she would use but um she she still get the the tooth out or the teeth out (laughs) you know um (laughs) 
It's like some days the surgery is harder than some. I don't know how else to put it, but... um. Well, sometimes it's just the loose tooth that I can just pick out and then the other times I got to do surgery. Yeah, I, you know, like, and honestly, it's not intentional. It's not like I'm doing it to get under her skin as what she would say. It's it's really not. It's, but but yeah. at what point does it become intentional or is it not intentional if we're recognizing that, that that's what's going on? But then you're still choosing to not, to, you're still choosing to isolate yourself. And that's the thing with isolation. Like, um, I don't know how to put it. Yes, I guess I'm choosing not to talk to you or not to talk to anyone about it. Um, I guess you can, what, you're going to call that intention, being intentional in in not talking about it. In isolation. In isolation. <clears throat> but um, with isolation, it just feels as if that comes easier. Yeah. So a lot of times, aren't you going to choose the easy route to be honest with certain things? It depends on the thing. It depends. Yeah. So it, it depends on the thing. But more often than not, you're going to choose the easy way out versus you know doing the hard stuff and um for me i'm thinking that just not talking about it is easier than talking about it but is not talking about it easier than talking about it because but remember it's what's going on in my head mm -hmm. remember even if we're texting and even if you're telling me hey I'm still in, in the bubble in my head and, and, and listening to what's going on in my head, not necessarily to you, because that's what I'm used to hearing, the stuff mm -hmm. in my head. That's what I'm used to hearing, not you, not your positivity, not I'm used to that, those negative emotions or those lies coming at me that I'm a bother, you know, um... If I talk about it, I may run you off or not. You know, those little things. That's what's in my head. Mm -hmm. I know for you, you're saying, haven't we gone down this road before? Why, why, you, keep, why you keep choosing this route? Why you keep not wanting to talk about it? You know how much you get under my skin. It's like I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying, but not hearing what you're saying. If that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. that's the thing with isolation. You you tend to just live in that bubble. It's hard to it's hard to really come out of your head. Especially when you have been in isolation for so long. And you have been in those lonely spots for so long. Because I can still feel lonely and still be in your presence. I can still be lonely and still be in your presence. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I can still feel lonely with all my family around me. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But it's what, it's that thing that's going on, you know, in my head, that mind game that, you know, the enemy's playing or. So then, how has isolation affected you negatively? Like, what are the negative effects of that that you see played out? Well, with isolation, you tend, 
well for me i tend to um react to react to you a certain way or to whomever a certain way like in a negative way and um like i'll come off as frustrated or you know you being a bother whatever i don't know the words to use but it's like me projecting my negative emotions onto you end up letting you feel some sort of way and then it becomes like a a back and forth now a cycle yeah a mm-hmm. cycle you get what i'm saying uh-huh yeah and then with that too for me during my isolation is really um get getting fed with more of those lies mhm <laughs> so no longer hearing the positivity just all those negative um thoughts you know all those lies i keep feeding into it crying over it moping over it yeah you know and, stuff like that and that brings up a point that we sort of talked about in the last episode you know the enemy just comes to kill still and destroy mm-hmm. and he's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and how easily how what's a more easier way to devour someone than from inside of their own mind yeah or inside of their own head because a lot of us think that you know we know it all or we know everything and it's hard for us to listen to other people so the enemy's there feeding us those lies constantly over and over again and we're giving him room to keep telling us those lies when we separate ourselves when we purposely isolate ourselves we're not giving room to we're not giving any room to the truth right so how does isolation look for you (laughs) what does it look like to you how how does it play out in your life um what are the effects that it has on you i mean for the most part i would say it's um it's the same for the most part isolation um i think at this point at this juncture in life um i've more so isolate from my family i think than anyone else mm-hmm. but why is that so though why your family versus anyone else because i feel like they don't know me and um maybe at various points in the past they've had opportunity i feel like what was opportunities but they didn't take those opportunities or they just projected what they thought onto certain things and didn't listen to me and what I was saying about about stuff or about me or whatever. So I think I put them in a category of like um they're not really trying right. to know. So why kind of entertain or put in effort maybe to do it 
Um, and I can isolate myself from my friends as well. Just in general, especially if I'm in a depressed state, like, um, I don't, you haven't really been here through one of those. I don't think we've known each other long enough. I mean, when we kind of, when we first met, I was kind of in a depressed stage, but it's not like I know that it could be like with me really not eating or not going out or doing anything or you weren't that time when I met you. What? You weren't eating. I wasn't. No, I wasn't eating. But I still feel like that time that I the at the time that I met you, I wasn't as deep in as I know it can be. Okay. <laughs> I understand. So so there's that. Um and like I said, I can isolate myself from just everybody in general and just go to work, go home, that's it. Um yeah, I do that when I get upset, when I get in my head or when I get down about where I am in life or where I'm not in life or, you know, what I feel like should have happened or stuff like that or, you know, just crappy circumstances in general. So let's let's tackle loneliness because I know we kind of tie in loneliness and isolation mm-hmm. in a sense of like they're together. But as no, I said, they're separate, as, definitely. but, but there's, they are separate. We, we just want to make that known that, um, that with loneliness, as I said before, you can still be around others. Like you're not isolated from yeah. others, but still have that sense of mm-hmm. loneliness. Yeah. You mentioned so that. loneliness. I think loneliness is more of the feelings that come internally mm-hmm. and then isolation is more like, like of the physical, action, right? Yeah. Like the physical um disconnect from mm-hmm. from everyone. But Yeah, and I mean for like going off of what you said too um earlier about what was the words that you used? About being strong Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. with isolation i feel like that's in large part me like i think maybe like a year or two ago it was no it was sometime last year um my sister seen me cry and she was like she never cries (laughs) and i was like dang is and she's like 10 well yeah was she 10 yeah she's like no nine one of them (laughs) but she she was like 10 and that's like 10 years of her not not seeing really any emotion probably and i think for whatever reason just that's been me pretty much i'd say the majority of my life i won't say it's always been like that but i've never been one to really show too much emotion um I have what they call RBF, which is the resting (laughs) face. So that's just me in my natural state, just kind of stoic. And there's no telling if she's what sad, happy, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm not sure. But it's like there's no telling because 
she doesn't really show those emotions but with me i do get to see them um at least but in the first half no <laughs> when we just started no i no yeah no yeah i didn't let her into the she didn't chaos she didn't, until she didn't she, didn't she sh- had to be warmed into it yeah <laughs> she didn't let me into those um areas of her life but let's talk about loneliness though let's let's talk about what loneliness looks like to you and um how is it for you these days loneliness yeah um well i think that I think for me that still plays a part in in my isolation. I think because I feel lonely anyway, I think I <clears throat> because I feel lonely anyway, I think I isolate. So in that way I think they're hand in hand. Um but loneliness I think I've always had I think it's always been something that's been in the back of my mind or on the back burner in my life or something. Loneliness. Yeah. I mean, I was an only child for 16 years. <laughs> and yeah, I had cousins, a co- well, specifically one cousin that I would kind of be around all the time. And, but I didn't really have friends that you would like go over to their house Mm -hmm. or anything or spend time with them outside of school or anything um yeah so I just learned how to do stuff myself and so it's like like even even just basic stuff and I mean do stuff myself as in like entertaining myself and soothing myself. And that's an, that's actually an interesting thing because my mother says that I used to rock myself to sleep when I was a baby. She still does it. You know what? <laughs> she she really she still um she still she still rocks herself to sleep whatever she's not aware of it but she does it or she said i would like hum i would hum myself to sleep too she said i would sit in like this rocking chair and just <laughs> hum <laughs> rock when i was like one or whenever when i was a baby but yeah and i think i don't know for whatever reason i just always felt the need to be self-sufficient and and that plays into the loneliness too because you realize i think at a po- the point that i really realized um my loneliness maybe like 5 years ago maybe a little more but we'll leave it there um i I was like, hmm, maybe there's something to this being around people thing and letting people in mm-hmm. and <laughs> and not being by yourself all the time. Or even if you're with people, not um, keeping them at a distance or yeah. not keeping them out. Um, and so that's when I started praying about like friendships and stuff and yeah. close friendships. But loneliness is like to me it's like so 
kind of gripping sometimes and can be a hard it's a hard feeling to shake because like you were saying even if you're with people you still feel by yourself because like it's like right. nobody knows me nobody knows what i'm thinking do they nobody even care what's going on in that yeah. bubble you know do they even care what i'm thinking that's kind of what loneliness is and like i was saying feeling the need to be strong uh to be the i've i've definitely for the most part always been a supportive friend or the strong friend or you know if you need something i'll do it i'll give it to you i'll help you get it or do it or whatever and just always doing that and not necessarily always having it reciprocated that can be a lonely feeling because it's like well am i not worth that or you know stuff to that extent as i said the loneliness and the isolation it's it's somewhat of a touchy or a hard topic like to talk about because we know that it it comes into play with um as she was even saying when she got depressed or you know we know it comes into play with what is it depression is like a clinical illness is that illness yeah it's a mental illness it's a mental illness you know so um we know it's not just like it's just us just talking about it. There are just so many things that come into play with us feeling lonely and isolated and, you know, and just feeling that disconnect or, you know, just feeling all those emotions that we feel in our head or yeah. we just still, you know, stay in because, that bubble. I mean, before before we were really friends, I mean, it's definitely safe to say that I was feeling lonely. And like, because especially over 2018, when I had first come back to Florida, I I really spent that year with people and going out and doing stuff and then suddenly that wasn't the case once we get to the end of 2018 the beginning of 2019 and like that sudden drastic shift Mm -hmm. of like literally no one being there and me being physically alone and also dealing with what's in my head as well because i feel like to maybe a reason that um i feel lonely and then choose to isolate is that i feel like people can't handle my emotions sometimes maybe the intensity of them so i don't know does that make sense yeah it makes sense as i said you don't want to project your negative emotions onto them Mm -hmm. and you're you're probably thinking that with them knowing how you feel or the negative emotions that you wrestle with, mm-hmm. that's going to turn them away. Yeah. Th- that's so. going to cause them to leave because it's going to now feel like you're putting on your burdens onto them. And you're saying you're thinking that they can't handle the burden or the weight of your, your heaviness. You so know? I feel like I've always been 
lonely in that sense. Right. But then we can also talk about loneliness from, you know, the standpoint of those of us who are single. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, let, let's tread on those waters um, <laughs> for a bit, you know, like. You see life happening for your family, you know, mm -hmm. them being engaged or being married, yeah. some of your friends, some of your high school peers, you know, you see life happening even where yeah, what? And we mean life happening in the way of them, like being in relationships right. that lead to marriage, that lead to marriage and them having kids and, you know, stuff like that. And, um... You know, there's always this saying that it says comparison is a thief of all joy. Yeah. And it's like, in our head, you know, like when we scroll and we look on others and their lives and stuff like that, we're, we're thinking that we're not directly comparing our lives mm -hmm. to them. But after we're finished scrolling and say, friends, you know, we are pretty much by ourselves, not in the sense that you're isolating yourself now, but you're just by yourself because today yeah. you're just by yourself. And, um... You're, You're thinking, like, oh, I wish I had. I wish I had mm -hmm. this, or how comes, um, how comes I'm not with a man now, or how comes I don't have my own house? Why am I still living for those who are living with their parents? Why am I still living with my parents and I'm 28 or you know 29 or 30? You know stuff like that, and you just feel a case as if nothing is going on for you, mm -hmm. and those things can feed into you feeling lonely. Too. Yeah, you, you know, like and. It just builds and builds and builds on, you know, until you probably just have a meltdown out of <laughs> like nowhere, you know, stuff like that. So and, and as we said before, like for some people who are quarantined, they're quarantined by themselves. They don't have a spouse. They don't have a a boyfriend or, or a man or anybody to... um share their quarantine with yeah they don't they don't live at home with their parents, parents or anything they don't have no roommates but even if you're living home with their parents too you know you're still feeling that sense of loneliness because you're think you're needing a companion somebody yeah, who true. understands you and you, you don't know, have a connection in that way yeah you don't have that form of connection and they can't offer that form of that form of connection yeah. to you know so you know, in that sense, we do know that as um, loneliness plays a big part. But um, there are a couple of scriptures too. Yeah, we want to share. There are some. There was one that um, I had forgotten about our isolation, um, and that is in Proverbs chapter eighteen, verse one. It says. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. So that just goes back to what we were saying. You know, when you're isolated, you're leaving room for the devil to whisper those lies, lies into yes. your ears. You know, not heeding to wise judgments that other not people listening to may positivity, have. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be that wise judgment to not listening to the positivity that um persons are pouring into you 
but just feeding and living in that bubble mm-hmm. you know in 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 that headspace that negative headspace and we're we're saying these things not saying it because we're so far from it we are so close to yeah, it yeah because these we're are so things, close to it that's why we're talking yeah, about these it these are the things that we we are facing so and that's why we really call this unmuted because these are stuff that we um have wrestled with and are still, and wrestling, are still with. wrestling with it and you know these are the answers that we have found even during these times and and that's why we want to share scriptures, these scriptures with you so that you can, because, um, you know, it says that word, but, okay. that word have I hid in my heart. That I might not sin that against you. That I might not you. sin against you. You know, it's that word that will help build you up even when you're feeling so isolated. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, he will bring back those stuff into remembrance. Do we know? have Do we have anything that has helped us? when we felt lonely or have isolated ourselves that I don't know, that has kind of brought us out of it or into a better headspace, even if it was just temporary. Yeah. As I said, um, I don't know um, if I should touch on this, but I can remember when I went through this, I don't know if it's a horrible breakup or what the word is. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it was bad. <laughs> the The breakup that happened because um, with this guy, I thought this, this, this guy was my husband. Like he, he's my one day husband. Those were the thoughts and those, it seemed like that was the reality too, you know, I'd, it wasn't just all in my head yeah. <laughs> this time, you know, like those are my realities. Like I was with this guy and, you know, one day he was going to propose and we're going to get married and, you know, we're going to live happily ever after, you know, with all the challenges that comes with it. But it didn't happen. It's like I, to me, I always describe it like I had my good, good purple nice mug in my hand and out of nowhere it just slipped and break like I wasn't doing anything I was just holding it right there in my hand Mm -hmm. and it just slipped out of my hand and broke and shattered into pieces that that's that's the best way I can describe it now um in terms of how the relationship just shattered it's like to me it felt like the breakup came out out of nowhere (laughs) <laughs> like mm-hmm. we weren't having arguments or anything like that to me there were like no sign- signs to point to me like hey you guys gonna break up real soon you know because we were pretty much still in our honeymoon you know those honeymoon phase of you know when you're some when you and somebody just um getting to know each other and you know just in that phase of the relationship so it happening out of nowhere was like a big deal for me so this so this when it when it all happened when the breakup happened I never um really talked to anyone about it like I think during those times that's when I I really recognized loneliness and um and isolation like mm-hmm. crying nonstop I used to be on the praise and worship team I am <laughs> I'm doing praise and worship and I'm bawling. But, you know, people can't really tell that I'm bawling because, you know, you're... You're just in the spirit. You're just in the spirit. 
but I'm telling you, you know those stuff, and um, and it was through it was through those times, friend um, a friendship was even birthed through that, and you know so many other blessings I could, but how how I dealt with the um, or some of the things that helped me during that period of loneliness or isolation or you know time of healing was really digging into the word of God and um I started out by listening to started listening to um I'm gonna tell you what is this that we're doing podcast yes (laughs) I started listening to um podcast you know and I started going on YouTube because during that time when it happened I had just finished um university too mm-hmm. um I wasn't working so you know that transition from university to see to job seeking that was happening too so it wasn't just the breakup but jobless <laughs> you know all those things so I started listening to a couple podcasts on YouTube and you know those short little ones, and then I started reading the um the Word of God for myself more and more now these mm-hmm. days, and 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 that's where um a lot of scriptures that came to me, you know, mm-hmm. during those times, and even songs. I realized that the Lord um He was speaking to me through songs. Like there are times when I would wake up with just songs singing in my mind and I'm like hmm. and then I started writing down these songs sometimes I'll 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 change the songs as it fits me in yeah. the moment you know I'm not you a make songwriter them personal. I make them personal and like the scriptures too I make them personal so if it says um like Jeremiah if he says Jeremiah I say Sam you know stuff like that and those were the little things I started doing. I started journaling so much more, um, mm-hmm. spending so much more um, quiet time with God. And the the hurt and the, the, the loneliness, they, they were still there. They were more bearable. But they were more bearable. Mm-hmm. They, they really were more bearable. And, um, and I realized that life was going on for him. And I felt like life wasn't going on for me. There were no prospects. Like I didn't have any dates. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody, you know, asking me out. And prior to that relationship, I had guys asking me out and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm like, and I and I, in a sense, I felt somewhat angry with God. I'm mm-hmm. like, how come life going on for him and nothing now going for me? You know, stuff like that. And I'm like, Lord, wh- what did I do? Did I do something wrong? Was you know, was I the cause of this? you know, relationship um, ending or whatever. But you know what I started doing? Dressing up. <laughs> I went to the movies by myself. <laughs> I'm like, I got to combat this. I got to know that it's okay to be single and to um enjoy my single life, you know? And I, I, st- I think that, that what you're saying and what you've said over the past few minutes, that takes us to like another facet of being alone, which is solitude. Right. And we define that as like being a bad. necessary or a positive aloneness mm-hmm. or alone time. Like like what Jesus would have when he yeah. would go away with his father 
in the early part, part of the of morning, the morning right. or just steal away from everyone else and have that quiet time right. and it sounds like you found um the rest and the positivity and yeah, the upliftment I did. that you needed from doing I that i did and it was just and it was during though and it was during you know that time that point in my life when to me i felt low to me i felt like there was there could never be any any more rock bottom that that was it and maybe sad to say but it wasn't even so much that the guy left it was more like I lost a friendship because to me, I felt like we were best friends because I could talk to him about anything. And I felt like that he could talk to me about anything. We just had that connection as so it wasn't just so much as the. What's the word like the boyfriend and girlfriend relationship, yeah. but it was so much as you were friends you know losing a friend and i and i felt devastated more over that aspect of it versus the relationship um the romantic relationship itself and um as i said it was during those times i i learned how to do vision board vision boards and stuff like that i wasn't even remember i'm not working <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what am i visioning what what am i um what vision I'm having for my because I'm like I don't know what job to look out there for really because I'm not really getting anything in my field per yeah. se you know but I started putting stuff on the vision board I didn't have my license then I put my I put that I had my license I didn't have um visa then I put that I had um traveling visa to go to the United States you know stuff like that stuff mm-hmm. that mattered to me and I started doing that and um to helping out at church more that that one so so even out of that solitude you still went back to being with people and having a support which you know that takes us back to our scripture from our friendship episode to to our better than one yeah and you know i started doing that you know taking part more in church and um there was I had a really good friend that she would she would also pour into me. I still have her. Shout out to her. I don't know. If you yeah, if you yeah. want to. You know, Deidre, she she has she was really my support when I say because she was the only one that I would talk to about how I felt. And it's like she was so upset over the whole breakup too. You would think that it was her breakup. <laughs> that you know you would really you would really think that it was her breakup but it's just to show you that um that support and you know somebody sharing in your burdens and stuff like that I really had that from her and you know she I call it prophesy she would prophesy into my life and and you know let me know that Sam it's gonna get better even a little before I even got the um the visa the visa to come and she would say i i remember when she said like she came into church and um because i was doing praise and worship and i don't know but she said something like i would say to her um stop crying over sam things are looking up for her and 
we didn't know that all of this was happening, like the whole process of me getting through and whatever, because it just came so sudden to us, we feel, because we have been, we have been waiting to get interviewed for a long while, waiting for the, the visa process for a long time. So the timing when it came, honestly, we weren't really looking for it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, it's as I just say that to say, you know, just having somebody pour into you, somebody reaching out to you, even when even when I never said anything to her about how I how how I'm feeling on a particular day, she would send me a message and. And I'll be like, how do you know that I, I was feeling sad or something? You know, it's just having that. For me, that helped. Having that um, support from her. Um, as I said, helping out at church more. That really helped too in combating some of the loneliness and the the hurt that I felt. Um, as I said, digging more into the word of God. That was a big factor for me as well. And one of my favorite scripture was, um, still is, that all things work together for good. Because mm-hmm. it was it was literally during that time I knew of that scripture. Yeah. I've never heard that scripture before really? until that time, you know. And he says, all things work together for good to them that um, love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8 verse 28, right? Yes, it's <laughs> Romans eight twenty-eight. And the thing is, what stood out to me, it didn't say that everything was going to be good. It didn't say everything was going to be all right and fine and dandy, but it did say all things work together. So the good, the bad, the indifference, mm-hmm. everything come together. Like you're blending up your um your nice smooth with your spinach, oats or whatever, your milk, your nuts, every whatever you put in it. But everything come together to give you that nice flavored smoothie, right? So everything in our lives, it it just works out the good, the bad and the indifference. Everything that I've gone through to be here, to be with Destiny talking on this podcast, to me, it feels worth it. Now, to me right now, it feels good. Like all that I've gone through just to be here, if that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, as I said, those were those were some of the things that um, helped me to get out of my funk of loneliness and so spending time with God, spending and time with God, connecting with connecting other people, connecting with other people, helping people. Yes, if you're not, and if you know somebody who needs help with babysitting or whatever, go help them out. Um, helping people brings it you a gets sense. your attention off of yourself yeah. as well. Yeah, and it brings. It brings this satisfying uh, feeling too, you know. So those were some of the things that I did. I also I started exercising um, too. That was <laughs> that was really a um, a big thing for me. Um, I started going to the gym, and even after even after a while when I didn't have the gym, I started doing at home um, workout. Started obsessing over food, like I was making food saying i'm doing my youtube channel teaching people these are all in my head now so i'm teaching people to um, make certain stuff you know i started eating more healthy so the all these little things they add up they really do and trust Mm -hmm. me exercising it 
it really helped in such a big way for me to um to combat the loneliness and isolation yeah so yeah i think that's about it (laughs) yeah so we we just we just really want to encourage you that um that you're not you're not alone even when you feel like you are alone god is with you because he said he'll never leave us nor forsake us Mm -hmm. and it says when your father and your mother forsake you then the lord will take you up some of us our parents may have died some of us um don't we have our parents but not that connection with them and for those of you who feel like you are still alone with your family uh like i said in the last episode god in psalms it says he sets the solitary in families and he is our father so there's always hope and encouragement in that and if you're feeling alone or lonely then surround yourself with good people try to find good people the first the first step is to press into god and to his presence and into faith to the people or lead people to you you know Mm -hmm. but press press into him and um and dwell and abide with him linger in his presence even if you're not it's something you're not used to doing um just 10 minutes just put yourself put yourself in solitude Mm -hmm. and hopefully the solitude will bring you out of your loneliness and out of your isolation like it did for sam yeah and you know one of my scriptures was in psalm 147 i think it's verse one or maybe it's verse three but somewhere in psalm 147 where it says that um god by um god heals the brokenhearted and he bind up all their wounds like for me that's still out to me because i was going through a period of where i felt brokenhearted and i felt like so wounded and felt like you know i'm not sure what's next and um and what i'm saying is that isolation and loneliness it comes from places of hurt because like for Destiny, when you were going through um, your your friends leaving, weren't you feeling more isolated than ever or more lonely than ever during those periods? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And weren't, weren't, you, weren't you feeling hurt more than ever during those times? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I really just want to remind you that God is still in the business of healing or brokenness, you know? Um there's this song that says, there's beauty in my brokenness. Yeah, there's beauty in my brokenness. Um, but yeah, we we are just happy that we could just speak life into you wherever you are and remind you that God is with you. You're not alone. He hasn't forsaken you. And, um, yeah. Don't isolate yourself Don't out isolate of hurt. Don't isolate yourself. Out of hurt, I mean. Out of hurt, yes. 
yes still take your time out to spend time with god um mm-hmm. to be in tune with who you are and you know stuff like that but mm-hmm. not from a place of hurt where you're living in your negative emotions you know mm-hmm. yeah so so that said <laughs> thank <the> you <laughs> for joining us again for this episode Maybe I'll split this one into two because it's kind of long. It is. But, um, yeah. Whether I do that or not, thank you for listening to this episode, to this podcast, to Unmuted, to Sam and I, me, Destiny. Please subscribe and share and comment. And we, well, we won't see you next time. (laughs) But feel free to say hi anywhere on our social media. And just remember, you're not alone. You're not alone. God is with you.